Excited to be joining you live Thursday, January 16th, 2020. Oops All Topics is broadcast live on 99.1 FM, WZQC, The Q. Follow or DM on Twitter or Instagram at The Jedger. Follow, share, or download the show at oopsalltopics.podbean.com. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts. And finally... The views and opinions of this show are not the views of Morton College or Morton College Radio, you know, in case they like Facebook. <laughs> All right, as you can tell by the title today, we're talking about Facebook. It might be a little therapeutic for me because I've got about two more weeks left where I think I'm just going to kind of do the old Facebook exit, and I'm going to tell my audience why I'm doing that later on in the show. But before then, we're going to talk a little bit about some current events, uh, some weird science, and then we'll get to that. So... Anyways, some errors and omissions. Uh, last week I said uh, boys in the military. I mean, come on. I, of course there's girls in the military. Of course there's men and women. But it's like, uh, it just sounds so weird if I say, hey, man, we got some folks over there in Iran and stuff. Not that anybody uh, complained or anything that I said that or was being like uh, g- gendering the military or anything, or anything like that. I just felt like, you know, in my own air check, I was like, yeah, maybe I should say boys and girls. We got our people over there. But you know what? Even since our last show, the Iran conflict has really de-escalated. Um, something else I said, this was an error. I said that the first week of marijuana sales in Illinois was $10 million for the taxes. And I was really adamant that, that was accurate, but I was totally false. Um, that was just the sales total. Now, if, let's say, the state of Illinois has some sort of 6% tax on $10 million, well, you do the math, that's what Chicago made in about a day. Or, yeah, in about a week. So that's still pretty good for the state of Chicago. and I mean, I don't know. Hopefully they start taking away some of these tolls around town. But um, I'd, I'd say that the uh, the marijuana industry in this area has died down just a little bit. Uh, there's one near my house, and it's no longer, like, wrapped around. But, geez, man, for the first, like, 10 or 11 days, people could not get enough of this Mary Jane. I think the other thing I uh, I heard was uh, the song seemed really weird at the end. You know, whenever I played "I'll Tumble for You," I don't know if it was something with my speakers, but it seemed like the the background was more of the foreground, and then vice versa with the uh, with the singer. Anyways, the next few shows, uh, like I said today, we're going to talk about uh, leaving Facebook or the old Facebook exit. 
between now and then, actually, I think it's next Thursday uh, when I'll be doing this show. Uh, will be my son Frankie's number uh, number one first birthday, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give like my new dad advice, and then in about two weeks uh, I'm going to do a podcast about podcasts, and I'm going to give you my ten favorite podcasts. And trust me when I say, someone who listens to between six to eight hours of podcast radio every day, I think my uh, I think my opinion is credible. I have lots of insight. So, anyways, uh, let's move on to some current events. And I don't know about you, but I have just been enamored with this uh, Jeopardy challenge at night. Uh, have you been paying attention to the, uh, I mean, they're just playing Jeopardy for like four nights in a row, but they have the three best guys ever. We all know Ken Jennings, I'm sure. I think he won the most days in a row. And then you have James Holtower, which is actually a Naperville resident, you know, we're here in Chicago. And uh, he just had like the best strategy of picking all the, you know, the not the lower uh, questions, but the higher end questions where you got more money. And that was like his strategy. And I think he won the most money. No, Brad won the most money. I'm not quite sure uh, what James claimed the fame was, but he did have something. But anyways, what what I want to talk about is like what happened in what ended up happening was Ken Jennings and James were both really good, but Brad was just terrible. And it was like. Ken would have 42,000 and James would have 38,000 and Brad would have either like zero or negative 400 and just the internet just could not get enough of it and, and I was laughing along with Jess I was like this guy is clearly third and he I, I think his record Brad uh, he ha- he's won the most money all time on any television show because he won so much on Jeopardy uh, but next to Brad and James he just looks dumb <laughs> we're talking like about one of the smartest people on earth you never want to come in third place in Jeopardy, right? Because that person just doesn't look great. There was even one night, because they've been playing like nine games, there was one night that he, a Jeopardy champion, couldn't even play Final Jeopardy because you got to have at least some money. Anyways, uh, I don't think I'm going to do that one just yet. I'll move that one over here. No, I want to talk about a, just a little bit of uh, sports in regards to the road to the Super Bowl, since we did have a ton of um, since we did have a ton of, ton of football this weekend. Uh, I was surprised that the Ravens were out. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they just never seemed like they were into it. Uh, but that was my Super Bowl pick for the that division. So now it's either going to look like it's going to be the Chiefs or the or the uh, Titans, and we'll find out on Championship Sunday this Sunday. Um, the Chiefs better be paying attention to Derrick Henry. He's like the running back for the Titans, and he's the reason this number six seed and probably number 12 seed overall is a game away from the Super Bowl because you just cannot tackle him. He looks like Thanos out there. Holy cow. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have the 49ers. Uh, I mean, they just look really, really great. George Kittle is just tearing it up. Um, ultimately, if we have like a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl, that's going to be like the tight end Super Bowl because those are like currently the two best tight ends in the league. That would be Kelsey and Kittle. Uh, anything else? Oh, again, doing this uh, doing this podcast on Thursday, we're so far removed from the Sunday and Saturday Saturday news that uh, Tom Steyer quit emailing me. <laughs> They were so far removed from the games, but man, that Chiefs-Texans game was wild. If you remember, it seems like eons ago, but the the Texans were up 24 nothing on the Chiefs. And it's like, when you're down that much in football, like the other team should just run it because you'll just burn the clock down. But not only did the Chiefs come back, but they all ultimately won by 20, and they went into, the, they went into halftime with the lead. 
unbelievable. And so that game, and just so many crazy things happened. Like, neither team apparently wanted to play defense. Um, the, and so we had that amazing game on Sunday. And then the, the, the night game on Sunday was so boring, the Packers versus the uh, Seahawks. I don't know who won that. The Packers? Okay. So now, I mean, my 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 sto- my pick is just shot. I changed it already once, and I mean, if you were to take my first pick and then my second pick, I guess it makes sense. But now, I guess I'm looking for, forward to a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl because, like I said, the tight ends on both those teams are really good. The Seahawks are out, and uh, you know, this show is called Oops All Topics, but we're probably not going to ever talk about college football because that's one topic I just don't know a lot about, and it's not like I'm afraid of it. It's just like I don't I don't watch it a lot. Um, I come from the University of Arkansas, Woe Pig Suey. Um, they're not good in football. They've got to be, like, last place in the SEC, but that's just a thing. They're in, like, the best conference, so that's, like, my claim to fame. And, and even this year, LSU, that's an SEC team. Boom, SEC won again. And if it's not, a, and if it's not um, LSU, it's either Alabama or it's, or it's Auburn. Every once in a while, Clemson, but anyways. All right, let's talk about oops impeachment. And, man, holy cow, like, you cannot keep up with what's going on with this impeachment. Like, this guy named Lev Parnas has, has like, disclosed, like, all this information. Like, it just, it literally, the crime was written on, like, a napkin in a hotel and then left. Um, we're so far removed from the Iran jet. Like, I'm sitting here with my notes from, like, five days ago, and, and so much has already changed. Like, it was nine days ago we were talking about uh, possibly going to war with Iran. But you know what happened? Iran accidentally uh, shot down that jet. And it's like, holy cow. And so the whole world kind of, like, took their took their attention off of U.S. and Iran and put it toward just Iran because everyone is mad about this Iran jet going down. Um, I'm not sure how I feel. About this is a segment within a segment called "I'm Torn." I, I'm torn with uh, Nancy Pelosi, her giving the uh, articles of impeachment to Mitch McConnell uh, in the way that she did, because it does look like she kind of, uh, she kind of did, kind of. She, it doesn't seem like she won any particular battle there, but she was. The, the longer that she held on to him, the more you heard about Mitch McConnell not not allowing uh, witnesses to be in the uh, to be in the trial, and it looks like we might get like a witness or two because it's got to, it's going to like come down to a vote or something. But then I heard that they were just waiting for this. Um, this is something else that's like breaking right now. Um, this government watchdog group that said yes, Ukraine is in, was in fact uh, the, the, the aid was held up, and this is within the day that Pelosi sent the impeachment articles over. So it is just looking harder and harder and harder for Senate Republicans to vote. Like, no, this guy did nothing wrong. Because if you know anything about government watchdogs strictly partisan, or whatever the correct word is there. I want to make sure I have the correct correct word there. You cannot argue with that. Conservatives can't say, oh, it's it's a deep liberal thing, and, and liberals can't say the same thing either. When a government watchdog group says, you did something, you did something. And guess what, Trump? You broke the law. And it's going to come out in the, uh, in the trial. <clears throat> he will ultimately, I think, not be removed from office. But still, the stain of impeachment is on this is on this is on this uh, president, and he's broke. So when you break the law, like you are a criminal, and that's exactly what he did by withholding the aid. And he also killed Soleimani, 
and there's there's no rationale yet for that killing, and that's illegal too. Like, good lord, we this is such a criminal president, and these are just the facts, right? Like, this isn't a liberal radio show. This is objective. This is without bias. This is oops all topics. And the news, leading Google News right now, Watchdog says Trump broke law. So, so this is the slam dunk in November. Uh, every time, I, oh, if they pick Joe Biden, it's tr- Trump's going to win. Or if they pick Bernie Sanders, there's too much socialism, Trump's going to win. Like, ask yourself, what's the only reason Trump could win and you say good economy, and then I ask you, normal person, really? Is your economy better? Has the gender gap from 70 cents to a dollar done better? Or the unemployment rate is great, but again, if you have a job and it's paying minimum wage, it's not paying $15 an hour. Oh, we have a good stock market. Well, are, are you trading stocks? Like, I'm in my mid to late 30s. I don't have any stocks. If I want to make any money, I tell my wife, we have to buy real estate because I don't know what's going on. And is that what they said at, at, at the founding of the Constitution? It's like, you, you can impeach a president, but it's okay if the economy's good. Like, that just doesn't make any sense at all. John Bolton might testify... Uh, Trump attempted to have just the impeachment charges dismissed. Like, nobody. This is a stain that's not going away. Um, now that it's 2020 and we are going to have a, uh, a Democrat running for president, I want to have another segment in current events called Front Runner. Um, and I think right now the front runner is Bernie Sanders. I feel like he's winning all the debates. I feel like, all, this is, and this is telling too, all of the people that are running for president are attacking Bernie. If it's not him saying that a woman can't win, it's someone saying that he's anti-Semitic, even though he's freaking Jewish. And even though you know, he pointed out that, of course a woman can win, Hillary won by 3 million votes, the popular vote, back in 2016. So you know that you're the front runner. It's, it's a phrase I call lonely at the top because when you are number one, you're not up there with anybody else. You're up there on the mountaintop by yourself, and everyone is throwing their best at you. <clears throat> That's why you don't want to go into, like, the NCAA National Championship Tournament, like, undefeated because people are just gunning for you. If you're the number one seed, if you're the best team out there, that means your opponents are going to know that, and they're going to come after you really hard. Best thing to do is to be the number six seed because you'll hit the three, then you'll hit the two, then you'll hit the one. All right. <clears throat> Booker's out. Marianne Williamson is out. That's right. Or Mother is transcending. I don't think I have enough time to talk about the uh, all the candidates, but we did have a uh, political debate. And this is who is left besides Bernie. Biden, Mayor Pete, Warren, Bloomberg, Steyer, Amy Klobuchar, Tulsi Gabbard, Yang. Yang wasn't in the debate. That really made me sad. Uh, Bennett, Tom... Tom Delaney, of course, Tom Delaney, and Deval, Deval Patrick. So one of those people or Donald Trump is going to be your president in 2020. All right, as we hit the uh, one-third of the way done, Mark, uh, just wanted to say that uh, you're listening to Oops All Topic with Jason Edgar. Follow, share, or download the show at oopsalltopics.podbean.com, and be sure to subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts. Now, without any further ado, let's go to Weird Science. And we do have a, uh, some semblance of a theme today. Uh, we're going to kind of do like a Facebook focus. And um, I wanted to do my first bit of uh, 
of Weird Science is going to be kind of like it's it's tangential to our, our, our featured topic in a few minutes, but it's how it's the science of Facebook increasing sadness. All right, not teen suicide. That's my wrong argument. Okay, more research says Facebook causes millennial sadness. This comes from Market Watch, January 2019. Spending too much time on social media sites like Facebook is making people more than just miserable. It may also be making them depressed. A new study looked at 504 millennials who actively use Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and or Snapchat. Social nope, individuals who met the criteria for a major depressive disorder scored higher on the social media addiction scale. These individuals were more likely to compare themselves to others better off than they were and indicated that they would be more bothered by being tagged in unflattering pictures, it found. Those with major depressive disorders were likely to post pictures of themselves along with other people and reported fewer followers. The findings are published in the latest edition of Peer-Reviewed Journal of Applied Biobehavioral Sciences. Maybe just Applied Behavioral Sciences. So basically what this saying is, is that when people are on Facebook or on any sort of social media, uh, they see other people that they believe are doing better than them, and then that makes them sad. And if you continually just you know, have like these sad, sad moments, or, or if you're on Facebook all day long like some people are, you can have, what do they call that? You meet the criteria for a major depressive disorder. While this study highlights social media behaviors that are associated with major depression, it is important to recognize that social media use can offer many positive benefits, including fostering social support. And I say I say that about uh, Facebook in about in 2011. I was kind of getting burned out in Facebook already, but then the Joplin tornado hit. And if you know me, I'm from Southwest Missouri, so Joplin is really close to my heart. And it was Facebook that allowed people to connect with people and say, you know, who needs what here? Or, um, you know, companies like Tamco, who was like a big moving company, could go and like mow trees and things like that. And I saw a lot of, even if it was just slacktivism, just hashtagging Joplin mow tornado relief, connecting people with the most important parts. And I think Joplin was better off because of Facebook, but that's not always the case, however. Sure, it helps in those instances and other like events, like if there's a hurricane hit. But again, look what I'm talking about. It does, if you are a millennial, you are sad, and it's because of your social media use. The key is for individuals to develop an awareness of how they currently use social media and to determine what changes could be made in their social media use to reduce the behaviors associated with psychological distress. And, and that's kind of what I'm doing here by doing some sort of Facebook exit. And I'll get more into it, but it's like I've, I've had enough. And it, and it does kind of increase, I don't want to say it increases my mental illness, but I can't remember the last time I got on Facebook and it made me happy. I guess it's every Friday whenever I post a picture of Frankie and I get a lot of likes, but again, that's just so superficial. Like, what about the people that can't have children? Or what about the people who perceive that Frankie is a better looking baby than, than not their baby? I could actually be increasing suffering out there, and you know me, I don't want to do that, I'm a Buddhist. <laughs> Did you listen to last week's episode? I digress. I think we got enough of that. Thank you. And by the way, my definition of millennial on Oops All Topics is anybody born between 1980 and 2000. So, yes, I'm a millennial, just an elder statesman. <laughs> All right. I thought I had more information. See, Danny said that she wanted me to talk about color-changing lipstick, but... It doesn't look like I have the evidence up here right now, so I'm going to have to do that at a later time. Sorry. 
Sorry, Danny. We also might not have enough time. So since this is live, let me go ahead and just move that around. God. Thank you. I got to produce in real time. On-air production, that's what we call it. So anyways, what's next? Uh, oh, yeah. Once again, you're listening to Oops Hot Topics with Jason Edgar, broadcasting you live on 99.1 FM, WZQC, the Q. Shout out there, Chicago. And by the way, don't forget the Oops All replay, Tuesdays at 4, if you're wondering why you're getting your podcast um, two days late, even though I said we're going to be doing it on Tuesdays. I actually had a Tuesday, and I was like, I'm done teaching. I have three classes in a row on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I'm going to be here anyways on Thursdays, so I might as well come in here and lay down a dope podcast, but on Tuesdays, when I'm done, I'm done, and if I were to stay an extra hour like I would do in the podcast, I'd jump into, you know what, Chicago traffic, so right now on Tuesdays, it's the sweet spot, so let's just go back what we're used to, and oops, all topics drop at Thursday night, so anyways. Our feature discussion is Facebook exit, or why I'm leaving Facebook. And this has been on my mind for a long time, and uh, and I've written down a couple of reasons why I'm specifically uh, leaving Facebook. And this isn't some sort of, like, woe is me thing. I really don't care that people care that I'm leaving Facebook. Maybe I'm overthinking it or anything like that. But then, once I got to kind of thinking about all the reasons why Facebook is just bad, I decided, you know what, people need to hear this. So either if you're either on my Facebook whenever I post this exhaustive list, or if you're listening to this right now, if you feel uh, just any of a number of things about Facebook like I'm talking about right now, Think about exiting, man. Like, we just got done talking about how if you're a millennial and you're on Facebook more than enough, and it's other social media, it increases your sadness. You don't want to be sad, do you? Could you reduce your time on Facebook? Sure, but I'll get to, to the reason why that's not good enough for me. Okay, so anyways, one of the big things that really just pushed me over the edge was whenever the news dropped that Facebook was not going to be stopping fake ads. And this comes from the Washington Post, January 9th. Facebook on Thursday defied public calls to adopt significant new limits on political advertising ahead of the 2020 presidential election, opting instead to introduce minor changes that it said would give users a measure of control over the ads they see. The company's new rules continue to permit politicians to make false claims in their posts, including ones they pay Facebook to promote, and preserve the powerful yet controversial tools that have long helped Democrats and Republicans deliver messaging to narrowly segmented audiences on social media networks. So basically... If you pay for something on Facebook, it doesn't have to be the truth. So Donald Trump can get on Facebook, create a political ad that says Joe Biden is corrupt in Ukraine, even though that is just patently false, and push it to his voters who, as a whole, are too severely uneducated to know the difference. That's not fair. We need a mod. We need a moderator, and that moderator has to be Mark Zuckerberg, and he just got done saying, nope, I don't care. That irritates the bleep out of me. You know why? Because he's probably scared of the Democratic candidates that are going to come in and probably tax him or limit his power. And so he's promoting, or I guess he's allowing a president who's putting kids in cages, who has been impeached, who is corrupt, who has committed crimes on the record and has had multiple and multiple reports filed against him to potentially win an election based on misinformation spread on Facebook. It's not cool, bro. I used to like you, Mark. Okay, let's get let's get to a more individual level. 
Morton College, that's who I work for, they in my contract, they don't say in the contract, Jason, you have to have a vibrant social media page, and if you don't, you could not be hired next month or next year. They just don't do that. They want me to teach my speech classes, they want me to run the debate program, and they want me to serve on the curriculum committee, and I am so happy doing that. So if I delete my Facebook, it's not going to affect my job at all. I used to think it affected my job, but it was only the superficial level of, oh, look, Morton College placed second at a tournament. Let's give me more likes. Again, it's not a part of my contract that I have to get 20 likes on every Facebook post that I post. At the same token, I could get fired from Morton College if I posted something racy or scandalous on that same Facebook. So, on one hand, I don't have to have a Facebook, and on the other hand, I could get fired for something that I do on Facebook. Like, and this has happened to me before, not that I necessarily got fired, but I had to go to a board meeting at Crowder College. I remember this like it was yesterday. It was like 2010. And I posted on, on Facebook, board meeting, very bored. Ha ha ha, Jason, you're so funny. Just a dumb little throwaway. I got called into the president's office and had to apologize because of that social media post. And even the president was like, you know what, those board meetings are pretty stuffy, but you can't say stuff like that on Facebook. And, and I mean, even back then, it was like, wow. Like, who turned me in? And, and come to find out, the, per, the I, I kind of like le, le, uh, leveled it down to like one person that could have turned it in. And guess what? That person was trying to get my job. So at the point where someone is so scandalous enough to take what I put on social media and show it to my boss, I think they call it doxing, like it's just best for me not to have one because I get very opinionated on my Facebook. To give you a little bit of background, why uh, what I think about Facebook is uh, Facebook, and the reason why it's so popular, I think the social media movie says it's like people go back to it 92% of the time. Um, Facebook is your computer-mediated self. And so whenever you created a Facebook, it's almost like you created another version of yourself. You have your face-to-face version. That's you that's listening right now. Hi, how you doing? And then there's, a, there's, there's the computer-mediated self that's you, which is shouting whatever you're shouting on your Facebook post right now or your Instagram picture. If you post a picture of yourself eating ice cream like at a store, people think that that's what you're doing at that very moment, and thus that's your computer-mediated self telling other people what you're doing. So that's the reason why Facebook is so popular, because it almost allowed us to create a new version of ourselves. And so what do we do with that new version of ourselves? We show us hiking, and we show us lifting weights, and we show us eating a, de- eating a delicious meal. And it's like, look at my highlight reel. But when was the last time anyone ever posted like some sort of like Easy Mac that they were eating, or some sort of like just quick oatmeal packet? It never happens. You always post something like, oh, I don't know, let's say a Chicago deep dish pizza. And it's like, look what I'm eating right now. And you're friends see that, they're like, oh, I wish I had a deep dish pizza, and then you make them sad. But what were they eating the other 85% of the time? And I say 85% because I got this uh, I got this note from John Oliver. He didn't send me a note, but it's on whenever he talked about Facebook. And, and, and there's research out there that says 85% of what you see on Facebook is just utter trash. It's, it's, it's false it's incorrect, it's misinformation, disinformation, propaganda. And, and just let that be another reason why you walk away. Because why do you want to just swim 
in a sea of misinformation. And I know you do that all the time on the internet, but but there are some checks to the internet. Like other companies check themselves, like Wikipedia and IMDb. You got to like check your sources. You can't do that on Facebook. If if if, if, if my uncle posts some posts some sort of racist meme about Alexandria Ocasio Cortez on his Facebook. We've already heard from Mark Zuckerberg himself that he's not going to take that down. They won't stop ads. And speaking of that, I, I think that Facebook was one of the first places where we all kind of started sharing our first memes, right? Folks, memes were fun back in the day. They're no longer fun anymore because there's something about our brain that's, that shows us, like whenever we see a meme and we see those big white block letters, that what they're about ready to say has to be true. Let me give you an example. You know that meme that's always like the woman screaming and then it's like the little cat that's like telling her like the opposite of what she's screaming about? Every single one of those that you that you read, it's so funny. So what you do is, is you go into that meme because you know what the, the, the lady looks like who's screaming. You know like, oh my god, this is going to be so funny. There's never a time where it's like, oh, I don't really get that. On an information level, people can really fall for that if you're posting misinformation. Like, um, again, a family member posts a picture of a meme of Chicago, and it was like, look how desolate Chicago is right now. Well, my wife, who is friends with this relative, said, hold on a minute, that's a picture of Los Angeles. And it, but the point is, is like my, my, my family member still shared that bit of information, and that is disheartening. How did the information get on there? Uh, why was he able to share such a thing? Um, I'm not totally abandoning social media. Um, I do think that um, I do think that I'm going to continue having an Instagram or a Twitter. And so maybe someone will say, "Well, you know, Instagram is connected to Facebook, right?" Yeah, but it's it's a different platform. And let me tell you why. Whenever you will get on Twitter, you follow people and they follow you. When you get on Instagram, you follow people and they follow you back. When you do Facebook, it's mutual. It's like you have to say send out the friend request and then they send it right back to you, right? Or they'll, they'll accept it or whatever. I don't know. Something about that just makes it totally different for me where it's like, sure, I can unfollow those people, but here's my next gripe. At the point where you can just unfollow somebody, what is even the point, Right? And I'm not talking about me being allowed to unfollow whoever I want. I'm just saying, like, I'm friends with people, and I think that they've unfollowed me, which means that they're friends with me, but they don't see my stuff. And so suddenly I have this vision of me screaming into a void, and that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes I'll post a Facebook post, and it's probably political or something like that, and it gets, like, no responses. And I'm like... Okay, so my Democratic friends don't even like it anymore because they just know it's the same thing. And my Republican friends are probably unfollowed me. So I'm just sitting here, like, talking to myself from a computer-mediated perspective. And it just it's just weird, right? And I don't get that same feeling from Twitter and Instagram. And so that's the reason why I'm going to just kind of, like, back into just only them as well. Um, and I'm sure that that there's these functions on Instagram and Twitter, but I also don't like the idea that somebody can block me on social media. 
Like, uh, I feel like there's, like, a little bit of a power thing there. Like, I have the ability to block you, but you can't have the ability to block me. Uh, there's somebody out there that I know has, like, has, like, me blocked, and I should really just, you know, let it go. That'd be a nice little Buddhist philosophy for me to do, right? But I just can't. And I just don't like it that they blocked me. So I'm the kind of person that's like, oh, you blocked me? Well, how about I just deactivate my account and nobody's friends with me because this person isn't following me on Twitter or Instagram, and that's fine by me. I don't care because it's my followers on Twitter and Instagram, but on Facebook, it's my mutual friends. When I look at my close friends and family, they don't have one. My friends, Anthony and Will... Um, down in Northwest Arkansas, those those are like my buddies and my friend. And, and I talked on the show about Bryant. They don't. They either don't have a Facebook or they are never on it. So it's just like an abandoned amusement park for them. And I don't know. Like I kind of want to be in the same league as my friends, you know. And if we're all hanging out and I'm the only one that talks about being on Facebook, it, it's just I'm not trying to say that I want to just be peer pressured into not doing it, but it's like. I'm probably feeling the way that they're feeling. I know my friend Will thinks that. He's one of the smartest people I know. And at the point where he thinks Facebook is trash, maybe it's time that I think Facebook is trash as well. Let's get on some some information, too. Some of this stuff can just be like, oh, Jason, you're just cantankerous. But let me read you this article. A rise in teen suicide linked to popular social media from New York Post, November of 2017. And I'm sure since it's 2017 and we're in 20, I'm sure this hasn't changed. At least I haven't seen any evidence of, of, a, of a downswing. An increase in suicide rates among U.S. teens occurred at the same time social media use surged and a new analysis suggests there may be a link. Okay, so if Facebook is available right now, then that means that this trend hasn't went away. Suicide rates for teens rose between 2010 and 2015 after they had declined for nearly two decades, according to the data from the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Why the rates went up isn't known. The study doesn't answer the question, but it suggests that one factor could be rising social media use. Recent teen suicides have been blamed on cyberbullying and social media posts depicting perfect lives. There we go again, people giving you their highlight reel on social media maybe taking a toll on teens' mental health. So again, this is just saying what the previous article in Weird Science was saying, but they're taking a step further and saying teens are getting so sad that they're killing themselves. Folks, that is crazy. We limit cigarettes and we limit guns, but we don't limit Facebook. You don't even know if, you're, if your teenager's even using it, potentially. After hours of scrolling through Instagram feeds, I just feel worse about myself because I feel left out. Well, this isn't really going to make my argument being with Facebook specifically. But again, which one has been around longer? Which one uh, does it say in the articles all the time? It very rarely ever says anything like Instagram or Twitter. But again, a lot of this just comes down to social media literacy, folks. You have to understand that this isn't everyone's highlight reel. Sometimes people go home, they have a bowl of cereal, and they go to sleep. That's fine. Every day that's above ground should honestly be a success for you, okay? And you've you got to understand that these Instagram people that are like Instagram models or just, just whatever, the people that have like these perfect bodies on Instagram, you have to understand that those things are Photoshopped, you know, airbrushed, you know, what have you. Time has went into those. I mean, even, t- even if you take an Instagram picture, you have filtering, right? Excuse me. I'm not trying to tell people to get over it. I'm just saying, like, a little bit of social media literacy illiteracy would help in some of these instances. (coughs) 
<sighs> Another reason is just TMI. Can I just say TMI? I feel like we're getting too much information from friends and family members that we don't necessarily want. Okay? Um, politics. Huge on Facebook. And it's, and it's ultimately one of the reasons why it even swung the direction it did in 2016 because everybody was just bickering with each other. Right? Um, it, I, and I've heard from, number, uh, from a number of people, but these are also people in red states, that the two things that you should keep to yourself are your politics and your religion. But you know what? Even though I'm kind of like being a contrarian on my own argument here, I don't think that that should be the case. Because if your politics are racist or xenophobic or sexist, I think that you should discuss them and try to support them. You can't get advocacy without speaking out. You've got to have a voice. And, and I'm not saying to be you know disparaging the people against their politics and against their religion, but re- politics specifically, especially when it affects me and my wife and my son, I want to hear your rationale for some of these immigration taxes, tax, uh, uh, immigration policies, I guess. I want to hear your rationale why we shouldn't control guns, okay? Uh, kids' picks. And, and again, this is, just, this is more funny, if anything, but it's like whenever people were more face-to-face, remember when we had our wallets, we would go into, the, we would go into work and we'd say, hey, look at my kid, look at my kid, look at my kid. And you're like, oh, great, that's great. Well, now it never goes away on Facebook because you can just post pictures of your kids and get as many likes as you want. And I'm, I'm totally guilty of this. And you've got to say objectively, I've got a really cute baby, so I want to show, show all my baby pictures of, of sweet baby Frankie. But you know what I don't do? I don't flood the zone. I don't flood Facebook or social media with hundreds of pictures. That's why I call it Frankie Friday. And sometimes I even skip some Fridays. But I want to post just two pictures, and I really did this at the beginning whenever he was just a baby. Uh, I just wanted to post some pictures of of like two pictures on Friday, and that's it. That's all you get. And I felt like that was about as much as people needed, right? You don't need to see three pictures of my baby for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on social media. And, I mean, I don't know if I follow any, anybody else that does stuff like this. I guess my relatives. But have you ever noticed that some, th- some of the things that people post on Facebook would almost pass as, like, email forwards back in the early 2000s? You know you had those people that on, their, on your email chains that would always send you, like, these funny jokes where it was like, support the military, pass it on. Or, you know, there, there would even be chain emails where it was like, don't break the chain or, you know, 10 years of bad luck and you see that right now like if you don't share this you don't you don't support Christ and then that person there's no likes no comments no shares so I guess no one likes Christ (laughs) getting close to the end here and I want to know something about Facebook when did it change because what it is right now it's not what it was when I first started. Because when I first started on Facebook, it was like 2005. Exact, I know the exact year. Because I was in Cancun at the time of all places. And I don't know. It just... We never had all these political discussions. Um, we never had all these... I don't want to say like there's a lot of religious discussion on there. Uh, maybe it was the advent of the, of the meme... And, or maybe maybe it was just it's Facebook's algorithm that got smarter and smarter about sending us towards people or sending us messages of people that we just simply did not like. 
Because I have heard in the past that in order for you to stay on Facebook longer and thus eat up more advertisements, that they wanted you that that it was better if you were more like aggressive, right? And so what made us more aggressive was arguing with people on Facebook, and and I've done that before too. And trust me, folks, as a debate coach, there is not a more pointless exercise than arguing with people on Facebook. For starters, what are they sharing? They're probably sharing misinformation on Facebook right there. And so right there, you're completely disqualified. Or if you do post something that is misinformation, and then I post a Snopes article that proves you wrong, and you just say, oh, who supports the Snopes? The Clinton Foundation? Ha, ha, ha. It's like we're just like going past each other. And again, think about like what I just referred to right there. Did we do stuff like that back in the early 2000s and the late 2010s and whatnot on Facebook? I don't think we did. What did we like about Facebook when we first got on there, and when did it change? Oh, I, I'm kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna come back around to uh, using it as a uh, using it for your job. But listen to this story: a professor, hey, that's me, was fired after posting Iran. Well, I'm not the professor in this. I'm just saying I'm a fellow professor. But anyways. A professor was fired after posting in Iran that Iran should bomb the Mall of America. This comes from Star Tribune on, Je- on January 10th. A college in Massachusetts has fired a professor who joked on social media that Iran should include the Mall of America in the list of cultural targets in the United States after President Trump threatened to attack cultural sites in the Middle Eastern country. Babson College, a private business college in Wesley, Massachusetts, announced Thursday that it fired adjunct professor Ashin Fanzi for a post he wrote on Facebook suggesting that Iran's leader should tweet a list of America's sites to attack. Hmm. Okay, so maybe you shouldn't do that, but again, if you didn't have Facebook, you'd still have a job. If you don't know what an adjunct professor is, it's somebody that's just, it's, they have a contract by the class. So let's say that uh, there's only like two speech classes left and me, neither me nor Gimli can teach them because we're both at full capacity, but they don't want to give somebody a salaried position just for two classes, so they just contract those two classes out. So it wasn't a full-time professor, and I doubt he was even getting like health insurance or anything like that. But again, I've heard of people that have lost their full-time jobs that included like health insurance and life insurance and things like that and paying taxes and just being a productive member of society because of something that they posted on Facebook. Going a little bit faster than I than, than what I wanted to here. Oh, I don't know if I ever talked about the Rohingya Muslims. See there's some there's some evidence on here that I don't that I don't necessarily I don't remember. I'm, I'm babbling too much. Too much. Uh, I cut some evidence for the for the show, but I can't find it right now about what Facebook did to the Rohingya Muslims. But Facebook has admitted that uh, they were they were assisting with um, ethnic cleansing uh, with those Rohingya Muslims. And let me just type in Rohingya Muslims. Uh, basically, what was happening? Uh, there was a genocide on, in Myanmar, also known as Burma. And it was incited on Facebook. And again, it just goes back to allowing more and more misinformation on Facebook. Uh, This group posed as fans of pop stars and national heroes as they flooded Facebook with their hatred. One said Islam was a global threat to Buddhism. Another shared a false story about the rape of a Buddhist woman by a Muslim man. And this actually connects with the stories that we were talking about last, last week, 
where it was actually Buddhists that were killing these Rohingya Muslims. Well, for starters, they're not Buddhists that I talk to because all the Buddhists that I know increase happiness and decrease suffering. And you're not de- you're not increasing happiness if you're murdering people. So they just need to change the name of that group. But again. <coughs> The military in that country exploited Facebook wide reach in Myanmar, where it is so broadly used that many of the country's 18 million internet users confuse the Silicon Valley social media platform with the internet. Human rights groups blame the anti-Rohingya propaganda for inciting murders, rapes, and the largest forced migration in recent history. What Facebook say? Oops, we're sorry. Getting close to the end here. Um, the group's function on Facebook is not doing us any favors because where do you think all of your all your crazy Antifa friends or all your crazy MAGA-loving Trump supporters are getting their memes? They're getting them in groups that they're in and all they do is just share this stuff over and over and over again. You take some sort of like MAGA supporting group and they're going to have misinformation and memes and stuff about AOC and Ilhan Omar and Nancy Pelosi And things like that. And, and what it is, it just turns into an echo chamber where all they do is they just share the same thing over and over and over again. And just and they get people riled up. And they, they share misinformation like Nancy Pelosi is like one vote away from taking your guns away. And it's just not, it's just not accurate. And you, know who el- and you know who probably created those groups? Russian bots. This was their game plan all along in, 2000, in 2016. They create, and, it, and it's been documented. They would create these groups, and it would be something like Christ First America, and they would post things that everyone would agree with at the beginning, right? Where it's like, share if you think Jesus shouldn't be taken out, taken out of the uh, out of elementary schools, and everyone would like those, and whatnot, so on and so forth. But then these same groups would start posting things like, share if you think Hillary Clinton should come clean about, you know, Benghazi. And these groups, so they were kind of like sleeper cells, we'll call them sleeper groups on Facebook that got you roped into their groups, and then they started sharing this really divisive stuff, right? And so that's ultimately how Russia interfered in our election. Like, that that's the whole thing that Mueller was talking about. And he even said when he was on Capitol Hill, they're doing it again. And you know what? I don't want to be privy to it. It's 2020. We're going to go through the exact same thing all over again, except this time, I know for a fact that everything that I'm posting on Facebook is objective and falling on deaf ears. Meanwhile, I have relatives and 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 and, and, and anti you know democratic people just sharing tons and tons of misinformation, and I just don't want to be a part of it anymore. You know, like everyone who's ever said that they did a Facebook exit said. You know, a day or a day or two goes by, and you kind of like you kind of go for it on your on your phone because the app used to be there, but you're happier in the end. And I listen to people like that, and I, I don't think that they're spinning me any yarn because again, I would be friends with them on Facebook, but they're just simply not on there. So here's what I'm going to do. After 14 and a half years on Facebook, I'm leaving on February 1st. I have been on it long enough. 
I have met not one but two wives on Facebook and been ma- been single in a relationship, married to, back to single, back to in a relationship, back to single, and back to being married for what's going to be probably a sixth of my life, right? How, how many websites have you dedicated 15 years of your life to, right? For me, it's just time to move on. And you could say, Jason, delete the app from your phone. Have a... Have a have have something on your computer or something like that. But again, I think it's just got to be something that's just like a clean cut, right? Because even if I just took it off my phone and I would only get on Facebook if I was like on the computer, I still have the issue of just typing something or and then put, sending it out there and just deleting it after 20 minutes because I don't think anybody cares. I've gotten to the point where I just don't think anybody cares anymore. And if they did care about me, they would follow me on Twitter or, Insta- or Instagram. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to update my Oops All Topics listeners after February and tell them how my life is without Facebook. Oh, and by the way, you don't ha- unlike last week where I was like, you should try Buddhism, you don't have to leave that Facebook. This is just something for me. I specifically don't think that I get enough out of it. If you get something out of it by posting things and connecting with friends and family, that's great. But all the people that I genuinely want to keep in contact with, they're on Facebook and Twitter. I'm sorry, Twitter and Instagram. So, Thank you all so much for listening to that rant, by the way. You know, it's been on my mind for a while, and it's one of the reasons why I got this podcast. So I could speak into a microphone and air my grievances on social media, (laughs) on a social media, which, by the way, Oops All Topics is broadcast to you live on 99.1 FM WZQC The Q every Thursday at 4. Follow or DM me on Twitter or Instagram at The Jedger. Follow, share, or download the show at oopsalltopics.podbean.com. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcast. And last but not least, we got Oops All Music. And this week, we're going to play one of my favorites from the mid-2000s. It's called Clint Eastwood by Gorillaz. And again, there's, there, I might have a little secret show at the end, but if the music doesn't really work, you can just delete the, delete, the, delete the download. We're done after the song. So, yeah, with all that being said, enjoy Facebook, and as always, be sure to lose your fear and find your voice.
potential hero who appears in you to clear your view yeah. when you're too crazy. Life is the only definition for what life is. Priceless to you because I put you on the highest to like it. Guns smoke your righteous but one talk is psychic among those possess you with one blow. Kill you and keep it in your home. Stay tuned. 